0: Josh, uh, you know, as I am wont to do, I mm-hmm. uh, occasionally get on the, uh, the 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 Twitters and the Facebooks. Mm-hmm. And uh, earlier today, or actually earlier this week, uh, somebody posted something so stupid, so mind-boggling banal, but ba- mind-boggling. You know the words I was going to say. Uh, yes, um, mind-bogglingly banal. Yes, th- thank mm-hmm. you. Um, banal. Words, Banal. Uh, Nate will talk pretty someday, but not today. But anyways, it was so just stupid Mm -hmm. that it gave me the (laughs) coffee. In fact, you could say uh, I am now down with the sickness. Ooh, Mm. ah, ah, ah. ah. Ooh, 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 ooh.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice.
0: Well,
1: there you go. This, uh, this episode gave me the covfefe.
0: This episode gave, gave our <laughs> listeners the <covfefe>. Um <laughs> No, but yeah, welcome to the Backlog Breakdown. I'm one of your hey. hosts, Nate, joined as always by, uh, well, not always, but most of the time, like 99.9% <laughs> of the time, um, hmm. it is usually the two of us. Um, but it's my, my, my friend and co-host, Josh Broccolo. Hi, I'm here too. Bro- broccoli josh not trash josh. josh he has he has graduated <laughs> he's broccoli josh um, yes yeah Broccoli doesn't go in the trash come on y'all no, it goes it's in my tummy because it's awesome it it's is. like the best vegetable
1: i love it i agree um, a lot of people don't yeah I they're stupid almost every day
0: their no takes joke. are their takes are so bad they give me the covfefe um but, <laughs>
1: so no, much but, going on
0: around here but yeah, um, for real, um, I got the COVID um, mm. and uh, mm. I'm surprised because I'm actually doing a lot better in this this current. So full context, um, just for anybody who's listening, last week, mm. my wife and son actually had it and yeah. I stayed home to take care of them. And I managed to get through the entirety of the week without testing positive. And yeah. I actually felt really good like going through the week. I was like, Oh, you know what? And it kind of sucked. Cause it was like, Oh, well, I'm going to have to go back to work. Yeah. You know, Cause right. like when you're home, like even when you're taking care of six people, sick, six, sick people, man, I mm-hmm. definitely six, have the
1: six, sick people.
0: Yeah. I have the cofefe brain. Um, <laughs> but when you're taking care of six people, I did it get sick people. Um, <laughs> And, and, but you're home all day and it's just kind of nice to be home. Um, and it's it's tough Mm -hmm. to go back to work. Anyways, Sunday night, I was, I was feeling kind of bushed, but you know, went to bed and I just thought, eh, uh, it's been a lot. I'm just kind of been a long week, probably just exhausted. I got up, went to work and I was like feeling a little like, eh, not great. Um, Mm -hmm. like halfway through the day, I was like, oh, I am something is going on um this is not okay this is not okay and I ended up closing out the day and when I got home that night and and I I think I told you this and I might even share this with the bro chachos but like I got the most intense bout of chills I've ever experienced in my life like I had a fever I was like between like 102 like 101.5 to 102.5 so fairly like it was getting, I was getting real warm at one point in time, but then I would get these like nasty chills. Later. like, there was one point in time I got up out from underneath my blanket or whatever. And I went and I sat back down and I was like shaking so violently. I couldn't hold my phone. Um, man, like, I had the, I had the, the boy cause like he's, he's already had it. He's done. And he, he, it was almost like he was seeing like a vibrating like rocker chair or something like you know. I, you know um, I rather enjoyed it, but I mean, I had like a really bad fever and I sweated it yeah. out. And for the most part, like I, I'm, I'm still a little gassed, you know. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, didn't sleep great, but. I'm I'm okay, and now it's just mm. waiting for like the rest of my symptoms to subside, to get a positive test or a negative result, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna stay home this week, and then gonna go back to work next week. Um, gotcha. That's that's and that also gives me this sweet like gravelly radio voice. Mm. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I do. Enjoy hello there, Radioland. <laughs> the dulcet tones of Nate McKeever. I like on, it on Koffee. Like <laughs> this is your voice on Feffy. <laughs> but i like it you know i mean i've already told you how it's, it's been, been two weeks since i talked to you That's yeah, true. i've already sort of filled you in on that and i mm-hmm. didn't want you to miss out on me regaling you with that sweet little ditty yeah yeah but, I, yeah I, I love it it's been two weeks since i talked to you again, yes. again. so yeah, it has been
1: even more the second time
0: it, yeah, you want me to do a third?
1: <laughs>
0: I'm good. I think I think I'll be good You're until sure? the next. Sure? I mean, next I can. Episode. I can. I can do. We. I was actually talking with Megan earlier tonight about how, um, in in the Hebrew tradition, like linguistically, um, repetition mm. actually is a form of emphasis.
1: That's right. Um, it we were talking. Is. I, I
0: forget what they call it. Um, but when the angels are calling, there's actually a term. Um, but when the angels are calling, you know, circling God and saying, Holy, 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 um, there's an actually, but I said that, that to repeat something three times is like mm-hmm. underlying bold exclamation point. I'm like, yeah. um, but we were actually talking about, um, I want to say it's the ironic blessing. Um, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face okay. on yeah. you and be gracious to you. The Lord, uh, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were talking about how like that um, make his face to shine upon you and lift up his countenance th- those are basically similar thoughts like okay. god look at you th- like the blessing is is sort of for the recipient saying god look at this person on favor like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know to make his face to shine upon you is to look at you with pleasure yeah to to lift up his countenance upon you is to turn his face on you. So it's like, Mm -hmm. Lord, keep an eye on this person, bless them, keep them. And it's like, and I, and she, she asked me, she's like, cause it's kind of the same thought, like, God, Mm -hmm. look at this person. And I said, I said, and again, I just, I sort of speculated and I said, I can't 100% like sort of like cosign on this. I said, but I said, in literary tradition in, in Hebrew, I said repetition mm-hmm. means emphasis. So if yeah. you're saying the same thing twice or something similar twice, is like an there's an emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, and that's maybe why they put it that way. I said, but you know, I have no no real reasons or ideas mm-hmm. besides that. Yeah. So That's cool. Yeah. Cool. How about, so for real how have you guys been the last couple of weeks I mean you know how has how the Brock Brock well yes Brocklow household <laughs> been
1: mm-hmm. Yeah we we've been pretty good uh here in Texas over the past week um we got a nice little cold spell wasn't as bad as you know a few years ago Yeah yeah. Uh so it wasn't it wasn't just that it was cold. Okay. It was like it was like thirty. Okay. It wasn't it wasn't like absolutely the power was down know, terribly. Power went down. So what happened was that it was thirty and it was lightly drizzling rain for like three days straight. And so there was freezing rain for for oh, wow Damn. two days. And so um I mean I can show you some pictures, but like the trees outside Every single little branch and leaf was iced over, like there was a ice. thick layer of ice. Yep. Yes, exactly. So branches were hanging down and low to the ground. Um, and eventually, I mean, there's there's tons, like there were there were tons of trees because we live in a very there's lots of trees everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, branches were down. Um, my my parents, they have this cedar tree in the back that looks like it exploded from the inside. Um, because of the way that it broke apart, and all well, the branches. Well, and also it's crazy. what could
0: have happened, especially mm-hmm. because you guys are sort of a warmer climate. Yeah. Uh, sometimes when f- sap freezes, mm-hmm. it actually bursts, and so yeah. there could have been like some knots or something that had a concentration of sap, got yep. cold, and all the stress from all the mm-hmm. ice sitting on there, plus the sap like sort of freezing, like probably the tree was like, nope. I've had it. Like we're done here.
1: Yeah, I th- I think that was part of it, and also because it was colder, and then around Christmas time it warmed up quite considerably. Because it was cold, it was it was pretty cold for a couple weeks. So, anyways, I think that kind of tricked some of the trees into starting to. You know, wake up again, basically, and so then this happens. So, so yeah, there, there was sap. So the inside. sap is
0: running. The sap is running because it's getting warm, um, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it's like, oh hey, super cold for a few days, and the tree's like, yes.
1: oh, no, don't know what to do, <laughs> explode, <laughs> <laughs> just
0: explode.
1: <laughs> yeah so we had some trees in our backyard like probably half the like three of the trees back there fell down luckily there was no damage done um i've seen some around the neighborhood you know like like huge Mm. branches in the street and stuff like that i even saw one branch that fell on the back of some poor guy's car and so his his back um windshield was all shattered um Mm. so there's all kinds of stuff like that and then, yeah, there was there were power issues throughout the city as well that were compounded with that uh, because our power is not underground. It's in it's in uh, power lines, and so lots of branches were breaking and, and falling on power lines and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, all kinds of stuff. We never lost power. We were fine, um, but it was we're in Texas. Okay, we don't salt streets. We don't do anything like that. We don't have that kind of infrastructure because you guys
0: are like gets cold like this, like snow on the ground. Right. What? what, what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There are some parts of Texas that are much more used to it, but not here in Austin. And yeah. so, um, so it was everything shut down for like, I was surprised at how long. It, was, it went through the end of the week. It started on the last Tuesday. Um, and it was really only Tuesday and Wednesday where the freezing rain was going on. Thursday was much better because I even went into work Thursday afternoon and the streets were fine um because again, again we live in Texas I get other places you might know n- how to drive on it but this was like ice you know it's not it's not snow
0: it's like no. roads were iced so Dude. and I'll tell you why even okay so uh, up here in Pennsylvania you get ice on mm-hmm. the road and people like even though like here you you want to know how to drive on icy roads you don't you don't <laughs> thank you like we- <laughs> it's it's like I, I know how to get from point A to point B, but even mm. when I drove big truck, it's like, yeah. dude, if there was ice yeah. on the roads, like, guess what? We were finding a gas station until I saw mm-hmm. like a bunch of plow trucks go through, and so like, or at least one. Like, I would follow plow trucks all the time when, in like, I've I've driven on icy roads before, and it's terrifying. Mm. It, I mean, <laughs> um, yeah, but. Um, the thing is like a lot of people are like, I have four wheel drive. You do mm-hmm. not have four wheel stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have online. watched people in like you know, these, these soccer moms in like, you know, SUVs and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I I used to, when I used to live in Harrisburg, it was a lot more prevalent down there. And I remember one year there was like freezing rains, had a half inch of ice everywhere. Mm -hmm. And this lady in an SUV blew past me. I mean, she was probably doing like 70 miles an hour and it could have been a dude for all I know. But, um, and like just... And I'm just like, in my head, I'm thinking like, dude, you're insane. Like these roads are slick. They're not, they weren't terrible, but like they had been Mm sold like once or twice, but they were still slick and there was still enough ice on the road that like, you know, and just rips and like normal speed limit on that. The stretch was like 55 or whatever, but like rips past me and like not even a quarter mile down the road. I just watch her turn and I'm going to say her. It could have been a dude. Probably was a dude. I don't know. People are like stupidity does not discriminate against genders. So mm-hmm. yeah. Dudes and 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 women are both equally dumb. Um mm-hmm. but and I just I remembered at that point in time thinking to myself, oh, four wheel drive, not four four wheel stop. Um, you know, like breaking on ice, like there there are, are things that you can do to sort of like mitigate with like sliding and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like just a little bit of a pro tip here, guys. Like if you ever have to drive and you're in like slick conditions and it's an automatic transmission, put it in neutral to go like downhill okay. and mm-hmm. do not leave it in gear. That will actually help. But even okay. there, it's not guaranteed. Yeah, And that will help you to sort of maintain control. But like... That's, that's like the easiest one is like, if you're Mm -hmm. driving in slick conditions and you're going downhill, I know it sounds counterintuitive. Like you want the power to your steering or your, your front wheels. You don't, you don't, you want to put Mm -hmm. it in neutral and like, just sort of try and coast like, don't ride the brake Mm -hmm. like, you know, sort of like feather on the brake a little bit, you know, trying to, and yeah, it's not good. But yeah, no. so yeah, yeah. D- driving on ice, uh, unless you have like snow tires with studs or chains mm-hmm. on your tires, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, no, so, yeah. and even chains like some chains, like just turn your tires into ice skates, and that's terrifying. Oh, really? Oh, wow. It, it, I mean, it, it depends on the weight of the car, it, there's all right. sorts of things there, but yeah, I've, I've seen like people chain up vehicles that had no business being chained up and then just go spinning it's like it's like turns them into ice skates yeah Yeah. because it's 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 like the the whole point of a chain i'm gonna stop talking now (laughs) but this is not a podcast about whatever but yeah pro tip on ice uh unless you absolutely have to don't yeah don't drive on ice and
1: so we we didn't we stayed at home uh i did not go into work i worked from home Uh, For the most part, Uh, but it was, I also, you know, the hit up against that whole, like, it's, it's hard to work from home. You get distracted really easily. (laughs) So maybe wasn't quite as productive as I would have been in the office, but still uh, got the important stuff done. So anyways, that was kind of the big thing from the past two weeks here, but we're perfectly fine. We never lost power. Um, We just hung out at
0: home and did our thing here. I, you know, the thing is I just found out about the power outages like two days ago. And I feel like a really, like, I should have been like, Hey Josh, like how are you guys doing down there? Nah, Uh, but nah, we were fine. We were fine. Well, and Uh, I figured like, you know, in hindsight, I was like, you know what? Like if Josh, like if they had been something serious, he would have like, you know, posted in the discord, like in the onwards and upwards channel or something and said, "Hey, Hey guys. And so it's like, I figured, eh. But yeah, so, yeah, yeah. We didn't. We didn't. I still feel like a bad friend. Anything. Like you, you can't <laughs> can't take that one away from me. I just I feel like an abysmal failure. Okay. Well, you sit
1: on that for the next hour and a half. You <laughs> know, just-, just
0: like just I'm gonna internalize all that guilt like a like a <laughs> like a a Roman an Irish Roman Catholic. No. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, uh, speaking of guilt.
1: I think uh, the next thing that we have on the docket is uh, some of our reports
0: here uh, to cover. Oh, my. That That is a very colorful report there, my friend.
1: Yeah. Is it, like, it color-coded? Quite colorful. Yes. Yes. It's color-coded. <laughs> oh, my. By each of the forms. By each um, of the
0: forms. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, uh, let's uh, let's just kind of move ahead and uh, along into the uh, the backlog report then. So uh, the backlog report. Why don't you you kick us off as uh, okay. As sort of according to forms, as we are wont to do. Um, we are all right to do. Yes, <laughs> want
1: won't right. I think it's want. Anyways, doesn't matter. Okay, so what have I been playing? I finished out ease the oath in Felgana. I was going to say ease two, but it's ease three. Remake of E3, um, finished that one out. And what was really cool is, uh, mild spoiler, okay. The last boss ends up being this crazy demon that was summoned. And while you're fighting this boss, he literally says, and, and maybe this is just the newer versions that has the the um, voiceover, uh, but he says, "I am the alpha and the omega," and he says a few other things. But you know, he's just like this big demon thing that wants to take over the earth, okay. It was Sunday morning before church that I was playing this. And so it felt, and it took a while, man. It, it it was a, it was a solid hour of trial and error to finally, to finally beat the boss. Um, but taking him down right before going to church
0: felt so good. So like you were beating like demons. Blaspheming. Yes. Before you went to the church. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like, so you're beating demons and then beating demons.
1: Yes. Hey. I like that.
0: I like that. I mean, I, I refrain from making comment about how like you played video games on the Sabbath, but um
1: Right. Yes, there was that. It doesn't that. usually it doesn't usually happen. Um no, in this I'm, case there was lots I'm, of extra time. I'm
0: just teasing. Like, <laughs> um,
1: well, I say it doesn't usually happen. If I'm on the elliptical, it does. So mm-hmm. anyways, um there was that. I did finish it up. Great game. I really enjoyed my time with it um as i said before everything still stands um challenging but a lot of fun and so i'm i know there are other games
0: in the series that are similar to that one isn't Um, that the one though that like you guys uh of you were having a conversation with some other guys in the the discord mm -hmm. and a few of them it was like that's like three is one of the stand standouts Right.
1: Apparently, yeah, yeah, I didn't I didn't realize that. So I knew it was one of the most difficult, but there were yeah, a couple dudes in the Discord who were saying that that one is like top tier, which yeah, I could see it. I could see it for for the style that it is. Um so finished that up um and really enjoyed that game. And then based on our discussions last episode, I decided to dip my toes back into the Yu-Gi-Oh card game cuz I'm still oh too afraid of being sucked my. in. By Marvel Snap, yeah. And so I have this game. Uh, it is a long, convoluted, dumb name um, on Switch. It is it is the card game of Yu-Gi-Oh! It uses the card game rules. Um, it's like Duelist Link, I don't know, D- Legacy of the Duelist Link Evolution. That's what it's called. And uh, it goes through all these different series of the card game from back when I used to play up until when the game was released so there's still more things that have come out since then you know it's it's continually coming out but the card game has changed so much since i used to play it's crazy um the, the way because the, there's power creep but there's also speed creep where games of Yu Oh now take like three turns max before you're totally decimated it's it's insane. Now that being said, during those three turns, there's a lot more that happens. Mm-hmm. It's just that cards you you access cards a lot faster, and you're constantly like shuffling cards in and out of your deck and your discard Dude, pile, and all this. Like it's it's crazy. That
0: that was yep. like one of the same things with Magic. Like okay, when I was coming okay. back, when I was playing a lot of Arena, like everything was so much faster. Um, yeah, everything got mm-hmm. like more powerful, quicker. And yeah, Mm -hmm. like that, yeah, the power creep, like all that being said, like the, the thing that if I ever go back to playing magic, I'm like really playing magic, I'm going to go back to cardboard and the format that I'm going to play exclusively in is called elder dragon Highlander. Um, but it's like, it's a 100 card deck. It's much slower and it's much less competitive. It's like, it's more about like having fun with a person. Yep, It's like. Everybody like you take this and just say, "Hey, look at this cool thing that my deck can do," and everybody's there to say, "Like, hey, look at this cool thing that my deck can do." Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. like higher life totals. Um, okay, okay. What? I and no, I guess they do. They just do call it Elder Dragon. Okay. Um, format, but it's a hundred card singleton deck, which means that you, ha- uh, aside from mana cards, you have no duplicates. Okay, gotcha. Oh wow, know oh, hundred. 100- in 100 cards. Wow. It, they call it Commander it's a now. Lot. Gotcha. But yeah, anyways, cool. that's, that would be the format that I would play.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Well, Yu Gi Oh! So the way that Yu Gi Oh! works too, because obviously it was based on a manga, right? When the cards mm-hmm. came out. So now, um, the, uh, manga, anime, I'm a little confused. I don't know. I didn't look too deep into it. But every time a new season of the anime, because I'm pretty sure uh, Kazuki Takahashi only did the, the original like Yu-Gi-Oh and then since then there have been other anime spin-offs that have manga interpretations but it's like anime first. Um so every time the new Yu-Gi-Oh anime comes out, they introduce something special, you know, in the show. Yeah. A new rule, a new type of card, a new something like that, and that gets roped into the card game itself. So there's been like six different Yu-Gi-Oh shows. The only reason I bring this up is because it's gotten to the point where now the latest show of Yu-Gi-Oh, this my understanding Yu-Gi-Oh 7's, the main character is basically this kid who says that who whose whole thing is like going against the rules and making uh, making his own rules and the way that transfers in, over into the card game is that they literally um, because he's like things are too complicated basically like the show is based around how the card game is too complicated and they make a totally different rule set that is simplified and it is geared towards children because the only people playing Yu-Gi-Oh competitively are older people like people my age mm-hmm. because it's so complicated of all the different things that you can do and it's so fast that like it is not welcoming to new people <laughs> So they've well, well, made a new version of Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I mean, to dude, appeal to children once again.
0: Magic was always complicated, but it, okay. it it feels like the mechanics have just piled on piled on and piled yeah. on and kept piling on. And there's so yep. much to it now. Like that yeah, that, like yeah, no, I you you're preaching to the choir. That actually sounds okay. like a okay. really smart thing where it's like, "Hey, Let's like streamline this and clean it up a little bit. That would be a right, good thing, right? To do.
1: It's it's just funny that the anime itself, like that's kind of the whole point of the anime, is saying like, yeah, we need to get some kids and we need some new blood because the only people who care about this and and you know they're like the whales, right? They're the ones buying all the merch, um, but they're they're older people because this is totally it's so esoteric now and and cards are so specific and have so much text and. Yeah. Anyways, so um, get, falling down that rabbit hole, obviously, um, it's been fun. Uh, it's just really like, wow, it's, it's very different. Um, also, I figured, you know, I've owned this game for a few years. I played through the campaign of the first Yu-Gi-Oh! anime. And so it has like five different campaigns in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I figured, you know, I can probably finish out some of the other ones. And I took a look on how long to beat after playing for a little while you know, how long would this take for me to finish it up? How long to beat has the main campaign, like finishing all five of those campaigns at 60 hours. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh, I guess I'm not going to play this casually. <laughs> like, If I want to actually finish this, it's going to take quite you, a bit of gonna time. You're going to be playing so.
0: for a while if you... you yeah,
1: know. so I I think that'll be a side thing that I'll just go back to every once in a while, make a, maybe make a new deck and stuff like that because... Uh, it's it's fun to play with some of the new rules. When, like if you know what you're doing. Like basically, if you get some form of a deck list online and then play with that, and kind, mm-hmm. to kind of understand how things work. But anyways, so that's fun. But I'm nowhere near finishing. I finished another campaign in there, but either like yeah, three or four more. Um. So I w- I've been playing a bit of that. The only other game that I have been playing that I actually just got credit roll on today. It's a little game called Vampire Survivors. Um, so I wanted okay. to dip my toe into this after the bite size last week from the Techno Funk Boy, or uh, excuse me, not last week, <laughs> but two weeks ago. Whenever that came out, Techno Funk yeah. Boy's uh, Rhythm Heaven Fever is what I titled it. I, I was happy with that. Um, not Rhythm Heaven. Bullet uh, Heaven. Bullet Heaven Fever, because it was a play on Rhythm Heaven. Anyways, um, yeah, I wanted to check that out and it it's really good for, for the, the trick that it pulls. Like, it's, so, it's yeah. so simple, but there's so much to it that it, and, and it constantly um, kind of gives you these different upgrades and stuff. And I know this is a weird comparison, but it felt like Hades in that whole, like, yeah. okay, let's do one more run. Let's do a different build. Let's try these different things. When the whole game is like the D-pad and a single button for you know advance or cancel i guess that would be a or b okay but you you don't use those buttons except to like make selections you know outside of that you're just running around with the d-pad um and but there it it seems super simple but it gets deep like things are constantly unlocking and there are new modes and new levels and weird stuff that happens and and so Anyways, I finally, and I had to go to a guide in order to figure out like, okay, is this the end of the game? I don't know. I thought this boss was the end, but it's not the end. This boss was literally called Ender and he's not the final boss. <laughs> so what am I supposed to do? Like what what's going on here? Um, but I did get a credit roll. So with that credit roll, it's another negative one on my score, which brings yeah. me to negative six for the year so far, uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. But that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with games. Enjoying those games. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where I'm going next. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe based on this episode, I'll have a better idea by the end of the episode. Um, uh, spoilers. hey In terms of reading, I've listened to two more books, uh, one of which was just finished up what I mentioned last time, Anti-Fragile by Nassim Taleb. Um, and I enjoyed it. Uh, but it was, it was long <laughs> basically. And he would kind of go off in different tangents, which were, um, it, it, which were interesting. Um, but they did kind of feel like tangents. But one thing that he said that has stuck with me and it felt like a side tangent, but it, it really has kind of, I've, I've been chewing on it for a little while is this idea of, of people's opinions. Like obviously everyone has their own opinions, but we live in a culture where, um, it's very easy to broadcast your opinion. And one of the things that he talks about for this chunk in the book is how basically opinions are cheap. And to, to see what someone truly believes, you have to see the way that they live. And so, and so he's saying basically don't trust an opinion unless the person who puts that opinion out there has a stake in what they're talking about. So if they're just throwing out an opinion, then that's not okay. Like you can treat it as an opinion, but, um, but it's not worth anything unless they have something, they're laying something on the line for their opinion. Otherwise, they, they, you don't know how sincere they are. You know, it, does, it doesn't matter. What matters is... I liked that connection too, between, because there, there's a very clear link between thoughts... Um, and and, uh, things that you are convinced of and the way that you live, right? Because often we see, oh, intellectual assent is different than actual uh, affecting the way that we live. And so he's saying your opinions ought to matter. (laughs) Like if you have an opinion about something that someone else does that doesn't affect you at all, well, it doesn't, like that's, it's, that's not worth anything, okay? It's it's the things that you, that affect you and your life and the way that you live, the way that you conduct yourself, um, you need skin in the game.
0: So that that critical 18 inches and like the sort of like talk is cheap, you know, and pay attention to it. but like the the other side of that though too. And I I like the connection Mm -hmm. that he does draw there where he's like, listen, if somebody else is doing something stupid and it doesn't really affect you, let it be. It doesn't really affect you like Mm -hmm. have an opinion about it but like you know it doesn't matter and a lot Mm -hmm. i i that's sort of like the the other side of that where it's like yeah no um opinions that's that's an interesting insight i like that though yeah
1: yeah, yeah, it, it stuck with me, and again, it felt yeah. like kind of a side tangent. But I'm like, okay, that's that's a really good because you see opinions everywhere. Like that's kind of the you know whether it's that,
0: YouTube, or dude. That's the point of social media, or whatever.
1: Exa- exactly, exactly, exactly.
0: I mean, and to maybe even throw us under the bus. It's the point of most podcasts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah,
1: right. And we, I, I will say, and this is something you know, we'll we'll talk about as we get into it. We do try and align. Like the things that we talk about with the way that we actually uh, um, engage with mm-hmm. entertainment, yeah. with video games. Like that, that is the point. And as I'm, you know, learning more about teaching the scripture, that's a huge part of the scriptures too, is like not just head knowledge, right? Be- and yeah, that's, yeah. That, there's nothing against that. But it needs to be an in, in, in expression of worship, right? Well, and that that's <laughs> it needs a, to be
0: tied to the way you live. That sort of easy believism, kind of like right. uh, the the free grace, and and I know that some people in the free grace movement would probably disagree with me on this interpretation. Mm-hmm. But like it, I there's that passage where you know it says like there's going to be a lot of people at the end of days. Standing before the Lord, saying, "Lord, Lord, we did all these things. We said all these things mm. in Your name." Yeah. And I think a lot of that is going to be there. Are a lot of people who have the who have given intellectual assent to the truths mm-hmm. that yeah. require, but like the emotional, spiritual, psychological, the holistic mm. sort of application of that did not take root. There's yeah. in in the parable of the sower. There's the the person who like the seed grew up real quick, but it wasn't didn't grow maturely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was mere intellectual ascent, kind of yeah. like it was like a sort of, I acknowledge these things as true, but then when you examine the fruit of their lives. And listen, like I'm not sitting here saying like, like, listen, I'm sure that if some people saw me on a day to day basis, especially at uh, given points in time you know it would be very difficult to be like oh nate's a believer um especially Mm -hmm. when i am frustrated and tired um -hmm. and irritated like which is often um (laughs) you know um but and again i'm not saying that i'm not trying to give myself a pass i'm just saying like you know and i'm not i'm just saying like that that is something that we have to like examine and wrestle with and Yeah. We have to make sure that it is more than just like, hey, we know the right things. So we're, we get a pass. Like, it's it's not like, you know, sort of to follow up on that thought. If you say that you believe that Christ is Lord and that he calls you to live a a life of righteousness, and I'm not trying to get preachy, although I know that that's kind of what I'm doing, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: but you, there is nothing about your life. And I'm not saying, very little. I'm saying there's absolutely nothing about your life that demonstrates the efficacy of grace. Mm. That should terrify you. That should really mm. really that's 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 terrifying mm-hmm. because intellectual ascent will not get you into the kingdom. It will right. not. And I'm not saying that you're justified by Works in the sense that mm-hmm. like you doing contributes you doing is an evidence of the holy Spirit's work in your life yeah that that is the 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 way that you are justified in that doing is that is a proof that the Holy Spirit indwells in you mm-hmm. is that you can do yeah and if there's none of that, yeah. Anyways, thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, But yeah, that, that was the latest kind of insight um, that I enjoyed from that book, Anti-Fragile. The the other book that I listened to um, that I I actually just finished today is it's, it's by Michael Kruger. It's called Bully Pulpit. And it was all about uh, spiritual abuse and Mm. abusive pastors pretty much. Um, And, and, that said, like, it, it delved into that topic and ideas for, for dealing with it, kind of like guardrails on, on, you know, how, how to go about investigating th- things of that nature, which it was a helpful listen. Um, it's funny because I, I heard of Michael Kruger because of his, like, uh, uh, critical text stuff, basically. Um, textual criticism, excuse me, got those words confused um uh so this was totally not that not that at all um but it was interesting to listen to um yeah yeah it it was an interesting listen i I don't know that it was you know it 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 did certainly open my eyes to some things uh and and a lot to consider um yeah but it was interesting I i don't know i'd take that take that as you will that's that's all i'll say um and then, in terms of watching stuff, haven't really watched anything. But I did take an evening with the wife um, just to kind of surf what was on, and we watched a we watched a couple episodes of a sitcom called Ghosts. And this is a show that is based on a, a British uh, TV show that's that's Americanized. I
0: have seen clips of both versions, and it looks okay. enter- It looks entertaining. It is.
1: It is entertaining. It is cheesy um and so you you kind of just go along with with the you know the the corniness of it at times of the one note characters and stuff like that but it it, but it was fun like it made me chuckle at times um i enjoyed it you know there i i can nitpick things but it's a dumb comedy like it's not you know whatever the 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 main uh husband guy is a total dope like
0: whatever i'm so tired of that I'm so tired of that trope. And what I will tell, uh, well, when we get to the thing, one of the things I've been watching, I, mm-hmm. it, it's a, a bit of a subversion of that trope. And I absolutely okay. love it. Um, okay. Nice. We'll, well,
1: how about you just roll into that? Cause that's, that's really all that I had.
0: Okay. Well, I'll start out with what I've been watching. So aside from Kay. one piece, which I am finally through the Alabasta mm-hmm. arc and it only okay. took like 110 episodes and I'm into it. <laughs> like okay. okay i mean you got one it. piece is enjoyable um what i'm going to say is like there's a lot of filler episodes um which okay. is just most animes um yeah right so it's not anything too uh, but it's fun and there's a there's a the the one that got me was towards the end of this this alabasta arc there's a fight between the one character sanji and this guy his he's called mr 2 but his his name is bon clay also and um there's a fight between them that was it was just like it was like some of the coolest sequencing in a fight animation that i've seen in a while like i and it wasn't anything like it wasn't anything like super super mind-blowing but it was just so well done and so like executed on so well that i was just like all right. Yeah. Like I'm in like, um, no, nice. I, no, it could be just Stockholm syndrome for all I know, but uh, <laughs> like I can finally say I'm in on one piece. Um, like I've bought in, uh, to the conceit. Uh, the, I still have like, I'm like, eh, there are parts where I'm like, man, eh, this is you know, whatever. Um, anyways, the other thing that we watch and I, 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 I want to say it's everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of a bit of an indie darling. I was actually talking to a coworker about watching it. And then he mentioned The Northman, which is something that I've been meaning to watch anyways. Um, not because they're similar, but, you know, it's just weird movies. Um, mm-hmm. It is a sci-fi multiverse sort of romp that does play with, like, the dopey dad trope. <laughs> okay. But there's a beautiful subversion of that an absolutely nice. beautiful subversion of it that I loved. And it's got the guy, he was uh is it Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? He was uh Oh my gosh. I forget what his name is. He was uh the kid from Goonies, the one with the gadgets.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did
0: What was his name in there? But it's that that guy, he actually plays uh like the lead male Um, Are the lead man. And then Michelle Yeoh is in it, and she plays. It's it's an absolutely sort of beautiful examination of the human experience in a lot of ways. Um, Mm -hmm. I really like it. That being said, there are some caveats. Um, There's uh, an emphasis on, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but the one character is gay, and it becomes sort of a sticking point. Um, and I, it just, I mean, it's, it's kind of token wokeism stuff, but it's okay. And it's not terrible. It's not like they bludgeon you over the head with it, but it, you know, it, that stuff's just present all the time. And so, like, so it's a thing about like parallel universes and everything else. One of the parallel right. universes has people with hot dog finger hands. Um, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a radical divergence in the evolutionary tree or whatever. And it's really bizarre and freaky and kind of gross um, because they do a lot of things with their feet. Um, <laughs> and then just the, the actual imagery of like people with just these floppy, useless hot dog appendages is kind of like unpleasant. <laughs> um Unpleasant. <laughs> I I don't have a lot of good things to say about those sequences. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, didn't really watch a whole lot. Um, I mean, watched a load of One Piece. Um, because mm-hmm. you know, between that and uh, and I guess just as I didn't really read anything over the last couple of weeks. Um. Okay. Just haven't listened to anything Like I haven't listened to the institutes. Haven't really listened to much of anything. Um, okay. Haven't really done any reading, which is, like I said, we talked about it a little bit. Um,
1: yeah, that, yeah. I'm sure Koffefe um, plays into that. Koffefe
0: <laughs> definitely played a bit of a role into it. Um, but a, a, a bit of a had a bit of a role in that. Um, mm-hmm. but um, as far as playing, um, I finished up the season pass the battle pass for um the season of destiny 2 okay um, and I'm still working through some of like because like their season passes have like some story content but it's like it's weird because it's like hidden behind like these events and stuff anyways okay so I'm kind of like i'm I'm working my way through that i've I've finished the battle pass and i'm I'm working my way through the the, the rest of the seasonal content so I, I got to play a good bit of destiny over the last week and a half, um, or destiny two rather. And, mm-hmm. uh, I just, I really like that game. It's like, it, I can definitely Sweet. see, like, it's like one of those things that like, when you have a little bit of time away from it, coming back to it, it's like a lot of fun. And then you can sort of dig into all the nooks and crannies. And there's still a ton of that a ton of that game that I haven't seen yet. So mm-hmm. there's that. um, also, and, and of course Marvel Snap. Finished out the the battle pass for that. Picked up the new battle pass. Um, you know, with the new card Modoc. Okay. And uh yeah, so it's Snap is great. Nate Heart Snap. Um it's but that's really I mean, like it just the last couple of weeks have not been incredibly productive as far as much of anything. It's been a lot of like just kind of like catching things. Yeah. You you know, when Mm -hmm. Megan and the boy were sick, it's like, you know, it was a lot of like playing Snap and Destiny because it was stuff that for the most part, like they they would be down for like a couple hours. I'd have like some time and, you know, but I also couldn't get too heavily invested in anything. So and that's sort Mm -hmm. of the sweet spot for those games. Um, where it's like I have like two or three hours like this window, but I I can't be too heavily invested. Um, and that's that's sort of where those games I think exist for me. But yeah, yep. that's that's been it. Um as far as my backlog beatdown score, um and I, I neglected I have to sort of uh offer a bit of a correction because I had okay. purchased a game and then forgotten to to mention it. Um, That's right. Prior to, comment, like you and I had a conversation and I ended up buying a copy of Shin Megami Tensei Five. Um, yeah, you did. And added that to my backlog. So that will give me another plus one, putting me at uh plus two. And then there was something, okay. else. Oh, I redeemed points. So I had some points in PlayStation stars, which is like mm-hmm. this sort of like you can beat games and get trophies and do certain things. And, and I had some, some points and I ended up getting enough points to redeem for a copy um, for a digital copy of neon white. So, which is very heavily entrenched in that video games have just stupid names convention, um, Mm -hmm. which we did have a bit of conversation in the, in the (laughs) the discord about, Um, (laughs) but I'm looking forward to playing that. Um, But that's a gifted game. Mm -hmm. So I'll be able to play that without any penalty. But that actually puts my score at a positive three, so unlike you okay. i'm I am moving in the wrong direction altogether <laughs> but you know uh, that is sort of it is what it is uh i mm-hmm. in keeping with it, I only intend to buy ten games less i want to hit less than ten okay. games, so okay. gifted games and things like that, I'm not sure where I'd like to keep my list over like i'd like to keep my acquisitions below 10 but if i go above 10 i won't be super mad about it as long as the majority of those are gifts yeah yeah or like gifted type games Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. but all that being said like i said i'm at a positive three you're at a negative six now and speaking of the backlog beatdown it's time to talk about the things we like and that we think you should check out. Uh the backlog beatdown. So we we that's a meadow that we run all year long. And the GG app is the official app of the backlog beatdown. Um GG was created by our friend Charles Watson. It's basically uh, a letterbox style app for your video game collection. You can create custom lists, uh you can rate and review the games that you play. You can see like the top games sort of that are are, there's like a page when you go to it'll show you like the top 10 12 games that everybody's sort of like interested in searching for right now uh you can see what your friends are playing you can see what Mm -hmm. your friends have rated and reviewed and primarily the way that we use it is uh we have a i think we each have three lists we have one for games we have acquired games we're beating, and then we have actually like because we do the podcast, we actually have games set aside that we pick up for the purpose of the podcast, or that we play exclusively for the purpose of the podcast. So, mm-hmm. but and that's sort of the the way that that all works for us. Um, there's there's a, a free version, but in addition to that, if you like what Charles is doing and you want a little more access to him and access to you know. Basically, if you want to sort of act as a bit of a beta tester and get access to early bills and things like that, you can support him, um, through either $5 a month or $50 a year subscription to the elite tier. So we really, like I said, we really like the GDF. We, we like Charles and, um, we think that it's definitely something, especially if you're participating in the beatdown, that you probably at least ought to check out, um, other things that we like and think you should get money to, it's us. We have a Hello. Patreon. Um, and while, you know, a lot of what we do, you know, we don't have a ton of overhead or anything like that. Um, if you have done the sharing and the carrying, the, you've rated and reviewed us and you've told all your friends about us and all that thing, and you're looking for a way to go a little bit above and beyond, um, we have a Patreon. And it's kind of like a tip jar. Uh, it's a tip jar with benefits, though, because uh, patrons, they get early and uncut access to each and every episode. And so there's lots of weird stuff that Josh will edit out and post. And there's lots of little like (laughs) weird rabbit trails and tangents that, you know, and there's like some pre-show banter. And we usually do actually an exclusive uh, podcast just for our patrons, you know, who we have affectionately dubbed the bro chachos. So they get access to an exclusive podcast early and uncut access. They have a little more access to us. They actually – we're going to try and do some more like patron exclusive events from time to time, which we'll be talking mm-hmm. about here in, in a little bit. Um, but they also each get to nominate a topic or a game for us to to do an episode on. Um, and in addition, they just have a little more access to us and, and a video feed. They can see our faces so they can see me in all of my sick glory and they can see <laughs> Josh and all of his healthy, youthful vigor. Um, <laughs> so
1: yeah that too
0: <laughs> those things um but yeah like i said if you've done everything and you're looking for a way to go sort of a, a little bit above and beyond uh we have a patreon and we'd be glad that we, we'd be glad to have you in there uh, yeah so lastly lastly but not leastly we are proud members of the playwell network alongside our friend wesley mr wes the henshin dad himself uh wesley ray <laughs> A.K.A. the Toku Guru, um, mm. he's acquiring. I am giving him way too many nicknames. I'm going to have to so many trim some nicknames. of that. He's getting all the nicknames. And then the the artist currently known as the Techno Funk Boy, our friend Paul Lytle. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been buds with these dudes for a while. They are frequent guests on the the, the beat down here. Uh, we love them. We love the content that they produce. Um, Paul does a lot of actual plays um, podcasts. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he, I don't know that he's done any like new content, um, with his, his retro station, retro zoo stuff. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but he, he has, uh, a, a fairly substantial back catalog there and those are fun shows. We, we guessed it on a few of them. Uh, one of them, we were actually all confined in the space of, a an NES. Um, it was an NES, right? The, the retro I zoo. think Nintendo. Oh, was it a nintendo uh, it was a nintendo weird it was it was something unpleasant it was a very it, <laughs> all i can remember is very cramped and i did not have a good time um uh, mm-hmm. mostly not because of the company but mostly because of the accommodations i found mm. them to be very lacking um <laughs> and then uh wes has the and dad podcast uh podcast about uh uh mm-hmm. Tugusatsu. that's yes um you know, like Power Rangers is Tokusatsu, Ultraman, Tokusatsu. Like it basically, mm-hmm. if you like people dressing up in bad costumes and weird rubber suits and then fighting each other, that's kind of what Tokusatsu is, really. Um, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, the core of it. So, like, <laughs> the ones I really like are like the Ultraman ones because they destroy papier-mâché cities, which is like that's top shelf for me like destroying paper mache is awesome. Um, and, and then he does retronim, which is a sort of a video game nostalgia related podcast. Um, so we like those guys, we like their content and we think you ought to check out some of their stuff. And that being said, here's a word from one of them. I'm actually co-hosting, a a new podcast with logan sharp from the reformed gamers uh called snapchatter yeah man it's going to be sort of a short form kind of deal uh 20 to 30 minutes um, tops for an episode which is going to be really hard for me um (laughs) um, you said it not me (laughs) yeah i listen i know what i am i make no bones (laughs) about it we're going to be talking about marvel snap um you know we'll be talking about the meta new cards interesting decks things to do things not to do um Mm. you know so and and i i don't know how long that that's going to go on but i think uh, as long as logan and i are probably playing um we will have something to talk about um this you know so i think you guys should check that out i'm excited about it it's going to be i'm going to have a ton of fun um like Snap has easily become one of my favorite games, um, and I don't see it going anywhere, unless they just totally ruin the game, um, which they haven't done it so far. Um, those those crafty sons of guns. But <laughs> so for real, and we're back. Hey. Uh, so we're going to be talking about backlog drafting mm-hmm. for this episode, and I alluded to earlier in the fact that, like earlier, actually just a few minutes ago, probably uh, that we are going to try to do more patron exclusive type events. And one of the things that we and we're going to try to do this as a general in the the general book club commu- or the beatdown com- breakdown. Holy, I have too many things with bees. <laughs> Too many bees. Get the bees out of here. Too many. I got to get the bees out of my body. Not the bees. (laughs) So many bees. (laughs) Bees. That's why I wrecked my car. Bees. (laughs) Um, Anyway. Wow. That got got weird. (laughs) Um, Let's make it weird. Um, So what we ended up doing was uh, last week like a week and a half ago, maybe I posted in our Patreon about how, like we were talking about doing some backlog, potentially doing a backlog draft mm-hmm. later on, maybe as a, uh, for one of the quarters, instead of doing a book club style episode, we could do a uh, backlog draft, mm-hmm. um, sort of roundtable discussion. Um, and I thought, well, you, you know, it's been a while and there isn't a lot to talk about when it comes to backlog drafting it's a fairly simple concept um of course i am never impressed by people's inability to uh muck up the simplest of tasks Uh, (laughs) and that is muck not the other one yeah right Mm right maybe that was a poor choice of words i i'm 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 very tired and i'm sick so i get a pass (laughs) leave me alone also, Nate, talk pretty someday, not today. Um, so, uh, basically, the basic premise is you uh, individuals who are participating in a backlog draft will submit, like you know, and you, you want to get a group of a few people. I would say you could do it with as many as you want, but it's probably best to keep it around fifteen or twenty tops
2: Mm -hmm.
0: like i would go no higher than that personally but again you can do it with potentially as many people as you want Mm -hmm. um but what every person involved in the backlog draft does is they submit a list of games around 10 okay so give people some you know choices here but games that have been on your backlog that you've been meaning to get around to for a while Um, and just yet for whatever reason you haven't. Mm -hmm. And so what you do is you put them on this list and you submit them to all the other, you submit these lists to all the, the, the other people in the group and everybody goes through everybody else's lists and they pick three games off of that list and they, you know, we used, uh, in the, in the Patreon, we have like sort of a, you know, there's like Patreon threads or whatever, Mm -hmm. You know, everybody submitted their list, and then everybody went through and commented, and sort of said, "I want you to play this game, this game, and this game." And then when everybody's done commenting like that, and you know, just sort of set an arbitrary date and say, like, you know, in a week's time, and I think we said like Saturday evening, Sat, or maybe Sunday. Yeah. You know, okay. We basically said like, "Hey, you know, you got about a week to do this." Yeah. And then after after everybody's sort of gone through. You sit down and you you read through all the nominations and whatever three games got the most nominations out of everybody, you know those three games get sort of bumped up on your list of priorities and you play those games with the intent to come back and talk about them um, so what you do is you play those three games and then as you're playing those three games like with, if you're doing this on Facebook you host and you just say hey i'm playing this for the backlog draft you know i uh i've played x y and z this is sort of a summary of my thoughts on them but then you know like for josh and i and for our patrons what will happen is uh, any of the patrons who want to sort of hop on the mics with us to sort of talk about their their backlog games we're, we're going to do an episode devoted to that mm-hmm. um and the the goal like i said is at some point in time one of the quarters instead of doing a book club game we might do a backlog draft and then we just again have everybody sort of hop on you know and say like these are the game the three games that were nominated for me i've spent the last 3 months sort of playing through them or however long and because of that you know and then we'll have a conversation about those games you know you talk about some of the things you like some of the things you didn't like you know and you you kind of just move on from there um you know is somebody might be listening and say, Nate, that is really smart. How did you come up with this? And <laughs> I'm going to say, I stole it. Um, there was a podcast um, that they called themselves the Everyday Gamers, and they were a bunch of uh, believers from various traditions, and they were video game enthusiasts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to listen to that podcast, and they did it one time, and I heard it. And I was like, that sounds like a really good idea. I think we tweaked a few things um, the, the first couple of times we did it, but mm-hmm. the original backlog beatdown, the original backlog beatdown was just a bunch of dudes backlog drafting yeah. for each other. Yep. That's all it was. Bunch of dudes back drafting. Like back drafting. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of gross. <laughs> I don't know, maybe that's uh, like backdrafting sounds like something a little perverse <laughs> and I don't know how I feel about it. Maybe that's more a reflection on me. Maybe it's like, maybe I need to get my mind out of the gutter, but backdrafting let's not, let's not go there. Okay. I don't like that one. Don't like it. No.
1: Well, okay. So to, to get us back on track, sorry. Sorry. After that little, the little detour um, to get us back draft on, ter- on track. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Let's drift our way back to the, the draft that we were talking about. Um, the, uh, the funny, you know, like you said, the the original back backlog beat down was taken. That was just drafts. Uh, is that was kind of the start of this podcast as well? You know, it kind of started yeah, the group, I mean, which started the that, podcast, which started. You know,
0: yeah. I mean, this is like this sort of activity, and it's it's kind of weird because I don't know that we've done a lot of it in the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was really sort of the genesis for all of it mm-hmm. it's like and even the book club facebook group was just really a place like originally it was just meant to be a place where people like we could post about like the stuff that we were playing yeah and talk about it with each with each other yep that's it that's why it's called the backlog book club <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it was just like we were backlog drafting and i wanted to give us a space to like talk about the games and that actually would be a great thing to like go back to you if if i felt the desire to go back to facebook <laughs> you know yeah mm-hmm. i might do that i don't know Yeah, I do. yes i like it uh, but yeah that that was the, the the origin of of the facebook group mm-hmm. yeah
1: mm-hmm. yeah and, and which kind of kicked off this podcast you know like how we kind of kind of got together and decided to to do this thing um yeah it, it grew out of some drafts so one of the things that I find uh, beneficial about these drafts, and, and I kind of mentioned it on the the previous uh, bite size that I just released about you know picking the games that I want to play for the year, is that it can, I I don't I don't know about you I I can be pretty indecisive, especially when it's like it's the opposite of being stuck between a rock and a hard place where it's like okay I want that thing but I also want that other thing which one should I choose I kind of just. Hey, it's not up to me. I'm gonna let someone else choose for me and just go with that. And you get a little bit, uh, a little bit more stake in the game as well. Uh, and that was not supposed to be a pun uh, on game, but like now you have some people cheering you on to play the game too. You know, to some other people who want to hear your thoughts on the game when you're done with it. You know, that even just the simple little, you know, I think you should play this and this and this. You know, One of the games that, that showed up a number of times in the, the patron draft that we just had was Metroid Dread. And I'm like, man, mm-hmm. that game, I know tons of people talked about it when it first came out. And then it seems like it's, it, it doesn't necessarily, it's not the type of game to have long legs, but it's just like, oh yeah, that one, that one did come out and it did really well. Uh, that's another one that I just, I didn't pick up, um, but that eventually, you know, I probably will. Uh, so some something like that that it's like oh yeah that's that's a good one
0: well you, you, you know that. what like what's funny about metroid dread mm-hmm. and it, that's one of the games i ended up getting drafted for me okay and what, nice uh, a little bit of a spoiler alert we'll <laughs> we'll get there um but i think at one point in time i told you i said like hey let me finish metroid dread and i'll just send you my copy oh man like and you could just borrow it indefinitely mm. um yeah, because that's I. I still have like three of your games, dude. Oh, um, <laughs> M- Megan was actually like, "Aren't these Josh's games?" I'm like, "Yeah, they are." She's like, "Shouldn't you send them back?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I should." <laughs> I mean, clearly, I'm not missing them
1: <laughs> with all the other games yeah. that I have to play.
0: <laughs> so maybe this will actually incentivize me to actually do that thing, and that way, you don't have to worry about you know spending money on that. And <laughs> you can just, anyways. But yeah so no and and that's you know it's funny that you mentioned metro dread you Mm -hmm. know the one that i noticed and i actually submitted it too. okay eco yes eco showed Mm -hmm. up on like five different lists Mm -hmm. like and i was like i thought i was the only one and i apparently i wasn't you know (laughs) um but yeah it was it was some interesting overlap Mm -hmm. um you know like some of the stuff that the the different guys submitted and uh yeah. We're definitely, and it's definitely fun too. Like, I think like the other thing that's nice is like looking at other people's like draft list. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like, I always try to, and, and, and maybe we can talk, take a beat on this for a minute. Right. Is that when I'm drafting games for other people, I try to draft something that I'm like, what is a reasonable ask? Okay. Like, and, and and I actually didn't submit a lot of longer games. Yeah. Like, I think the longest yeah. game that I submitted might have been Chained Echoes, which clocks okay. in at about 30, 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that might have been, but I, I, I look for like the ones where I'm like, okay, like, and obviously, like the, the thing is with these backlog draft games, you don't have to beat them. Yeah. But you do have to, the, the, like the solid 60 rule actually came from this. Right. Where right. it's like, if you don't like the game that has been drafted for you, just give it a solid 60, like give it a, a, a solid shot here yeah, and play it. And then, you know, if you don't like it, just move on say, I didn't like it. And like, you know, talk a little bit about what you didn't like or why you sort of bounced off. And right. the, the entire issue of abandonment, as far as like, you know, the, the backlog beat down meta as it stands now came from backlog drafting. Cause like sometimes like people pick games for you and you're like, I have this on my backlog. I feel like I should play it. And then you get to playing it and you're like, Oh, this game sucks. <laughs> I don't like this. Oh, this is why I didn't play this game. Right. Cause it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, you know, and again, it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just meant to be like a fun little exercise and yeah. it's primarily social in the, in the, right. in the sense that you are doing this with a group of other people so yeah and that you know they're picking the games for you and then the whole goal is like to be interacting with them a little bit more Mm -hmm. about this um you know and and talking about like the things you and like what's fun too is like looking at other people's lists and saying oh i have that yeah like yeah it kind of puts a little bit of a bug in your ear and like oh you know so
1: yeah, yeah, getting that, and then also hearing back from them, you know, what they liked and didn't like about the game. Not that it has to be a huge review or anything like that, but mm-hmm. you know, checking up on you voted for that game, so you know, you, you kind of want to hear what they think about it. You know, there, yeah, it it reminds me too seeing some of these lists. You know, there are games that I'm like, how can you have never played this game? And then of course, I'm sitting here with all these, you know, tons games of shame. So it goes both ways, Um, but also, you know, like, oh man, that would be so much fun to experience that game for the first time again, you know? So like, I'm stoked to see what this person is going to say, you know, whether they're going to enjoy it and things like that. So um, that's interesting that you took that tact of picking out reasonable games as well. I was trying really hard, I, I, I've got a bunch of different, you know, things that I want to be fair. I don't want to, you know, give all of one type of game or something like that. Um, But then when it came to picking out games, I was really like, you know what? Forget it. I'm just going to choose the games I think are like that I would most enjoy just to see what they think. Or if it's someone that I know better, like what's something that they would enjoy uh, you know, mm-hmm. or if there are, if there are different reasons, you know, with certain games there may be a, a, one specific reason for why you want that person to play it, something like that. So things like that can come up while while drafting, but thinking through like what what do you want this person to experience, and then kind of like waiting to hear back on their thoughts for the game is a lot of fun too.
0: Yeah, no, I, it's just like, it's just like a fun little activity mm-hmm. that I think like, and it, it's sort of like an easy fellowship kind yeah. of in where it's like, it gives you guys all some like low hanging fruit to sort of like talk about. And, you know, I don't know. I, I've always liked it. Um, I think we've tried to incorporate it before and it's just like, it, we've done it from time to time, but it just like the emphasis hasn't been on it. And I, I'd like to, it's something that I would like to sort of bring back into fairly common rotation mm-hmm. within the discord slash the book club and all the other things. Yeah. And just like, you know, cause it's, it, it, it also serves to give people like kind of an easy reference point. Like, you, you know, if, and I'm not saying that I'll do this, but like you could tweet this stuff out, like this stuff that you're playing. Mm-hmm you're chuckling cause you're like, I'm not saying like you saw something or I,
1: I did. And well, I I didn't see uh Paul's games that he had picked on the, for some reason I, I didn't see it cause I'm looking at the thread that we have on Patreon. Cause I was, oh, no. I was trying to see what, what mine were. Um, Yeah. And, and he just, he makes some jokes and they're funny. That's all. He made jokes. So out of the games I'm... that I picked, you know, last, um, uh, Bite sized episode. I talked about my games for the year, my 25 games. So I picked I'm, 10 from I'm those. I'm confused.
0: Like, you're moving on here. And I'm like, I am dumbfounded well, that, now. No, I, I'm like, I was
1: going I'll to, I'll circle back. Okay.
0: But okay, I'm just saying, okay. I
1: picked 10 from those. So if you listen to that bite size, you know what some of the games are. And so, you know, everyone else picked out three games. Um, and then here we are with the techno funk boy. Um, his games that he picked for me are. Bravely, default to bravely, second, thirdly, um, Scott Pilgrim versus the world, <laughs> and then this one is the one that was making me tuckle, chuckle: Dodecahedron no nookie. <laughs> so what? Just I, I, think he's just you know the first word is is just dodecahedron. Well, but that even looks like it's it's misspelled. But that might also be a reference to four hundred and what three hundred and forty-two pages. I can't even think of it. Anyways, the- I think
0: he's I think he's poking fun at Taiko no Tatsujin. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah.
1: Okay. See, I thought it was just a general like the no there was like a general kind of Japanese like you play stupid Japanese games. Kind of a thing but yeah that's what it is i don't know that's what it is we will
0: have to ask for I like for like clar- clarification on that I,
1: I no, i think oh. you're right because tycho no is in the is in my list so that's i'm sure that's what he what he was cho-
0: choosing okay no Dekka, i e. get No-Noki. i get the i get the joke yeah no it's a good one but well i mean and and there isn't like listen you know, if you you guys are listening to the main topic and expecting something super beefy, I hate to disappoint you guys. There's probably not going to be a ton out of this one because mm-hmm. uh, we're already sort of nearing the end. Um, but let's let's take a minute, right, mm-hmm. and just talk about the games that we nominated and the games that the patrons picked for us.
1: Yeah. So, uh, the 10 that I picked were Titanfall 2, Trails in the Sky Second Chapter, Scarlet Nexus, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, Taiko no Tatsujin Rhythm Festival, Monster Hunter Rise, Bravely Default 2, Bionic Commando Rearmed, Shin Megami Tensei, Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, and 3D Game Heroes. So, um, it, Sp- Scott Pilgrim actually ended up being the one that shot to the top with everyone, with lots of votes for that one. So that one is the clear winner. Um, now, again, this was before I saw Techno Funk Boys uh, games, so I might be a little bit off. Well, no, I don't think, I think only Wes no, he, for he, Tycho. What's up?
0: Yeah, everybody, Um, pretty much everybody that in your list nominated Scott Pilgrim, yeah. including myself. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm
0: there was yeah yeah yes that one's definitely first
1: last that i had had tallied the votes there was a three way tie for second so um while we were pretty much just listing kind of the top 3 i i went ahead and said the top 4 uh, just because those were tied there but um scott mm. pilgrim is definitely number 1 uh, they they want to see it. They want to see it. So that's the next one that I'll be diving into, um, which is nice and easy because I have it on Switch. So that'll be a great one to play on the elliptical. Like that'll yeah. just be with the the music's going to be perfect and just the overall just oh, the beat em up. Man, it's just, it's going to be great. That
0: soundtrack slaps, yeah. dude. Yeah. It's on a mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. It's so good. One of my favorite video game soundtracks. So good. Yes. Like true story. Yeah. loving it so very good
1: stoked to jump into that um titanfall 2 was one of the ones tied for second place along with scarlet nexus and what was the other one i think it was bionic commando i'm pretty sure it was bionic commando so yeah that's it that's it three votes for each of those so those are the games that are coming up next scarlet nexus um, because it's a somewhat longer game uh, we'll see where that slots in. Although I've been playing a lot of short games lately, so maybe a longer one might be nice, you know, to to slip in there. Uh, but Bionic Commando, that's a nice short one, so we should be able to knock that yeah. one out pretty quickly, and then Scarlet yeah. Nexus, Titanfall yeah. Two, another short, quick burn. Um, the only question about that is how uh, how much precision I'm going to need to play Titanfall Two. Because you can't get precision on the elliptical. <laughs> so even if it's short, I'll I'll need
0: to find time
1: in front of the yeah, TV. Titanfall <laughs> two
0: is gonna yeah, you're gonna you're probably gonna need to be like a little more invested. Concentrating on it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, um, we went through yours. Mm-hmm. And again, that's where the chip Let's just sort of me. like that's it. I uh my my list, I nominated Death Stranding. Mm -hmm. Uh, 13 sentinels uh, 13 sentinels aegis rim attack of the friday monsters chained echoes eco returnal moss metroid dread legend of zelda Link's awakening and sakuna of rice and ruin Mm -hmm. and what ended up getting uh drafted for me and i pretty much i think i had a three-way tie for all three of my top three um okay i got I got a lot of variety but I only had 3 games. These 3 games each got 3 votes apiece. And so mm-hmm. um now I have to find my actual cuz like w- the other thing is like we were talking about like we sort of did all the other talking about it in the Brochacho den in in our Discord. Mm-hmm. So now I have to find and I'm really great at multitasking. Um so for me, what ended up getting nominated and finalized, and like I said, they got three votes each, was Chained Echoes, nice. Metroid Dread, and Link's Awakening. Mm. So two of those are Switch games, which I gotta. and I do have that nice shiny OLED. Yeah, you it's do. It's gonna be like really, really like crisp and looking on that, but it's still the stinky Switch. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's community. not as good. It's not as good as my PS5 with you know 4K60 frames. Mm-hmm. Um, I need all the frames, I need all the Ks. I need four four <laughs> uh, Ks. Um, but no I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and like and even like chained echoes, I'm like,, oh, I'll play that on my PS5, but I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I'll probably actually play that one on my backbone. Um, mm. you know, just like a lot of these are going to be like, you know it's it's, it's kind of nice because like the handheld stuff. Um. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm I'm kind of bummed because Attack of the Friday Monsters did not make the cut, Mm. and I really, I I mean, I'm gonna. That's not a super long game either. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep playing. None of those are super long. The probably the longest one on there is like. It's a toss-up. I think Metroid Dread can run a little heavy. Like to actually beat the game, it's like I think ten hours, twelve hours. But that's also discarding all the the times you die, mm-hmm. um, which, if there's any indication, th- you die a lot. Like <laughs> I I've, I've played through, I played through a chunk of that uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. I won't. I I'm on the seventh temple there, so that one is just like just knuckle down, finish it. Yeah. Um, Chain Echoes is probably going to be the one that takes the most time, and like I said, I'm probably going to play that on my backbone. Okay. Um, so, and you know what I forgot to talk about is like, um, and I, when we were doing our backlog report, you mentioned vampire survivors. I've yeah. actually been playing the mobile version okay, on, okay. but they, they gave it controller support and I can play it in portrait mode. Oh, like a thousand times better <laughs> than the, yeah. the touch screen, like touch screen. is like just not ideal for me. Right. Um, and I'm actually like on the, I think the third level now. I've unlocked okay. like okay. two or three of the the new characters. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I I can't remember how many you started with, but I've got like a couple n- newer characters. That I, I game, that game is, it's like it's a lot of just good mindless fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the path, like especially when you get like a really cool build and you've just got all the different things going off. Yes, but yeah. yeah yeah it's it's a lot of fun, but that's a bit of a i know that's a bit of a side topic mm-hmm. kind of deviation but yeah so the the plan is that here and we haven't set like a hard date for the 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 finalization, but probably sometime like late April early may, you know sometime in that that ballpark like um after everybody's had a chance to sort of play through all their games, you know Josh and myself included, we're going to schedule um Just everybody who wants to, from the patrons who participated, like anybody who wants to join us, we'll schedule an episode and we'll just, we're just going to take some time to talk about the stuff that we played, some of our thoughts. Um, It's going to, it's just going to be fun. Um, It's just, like I said, it's a fun sort of event that is a little more social and it gives you, I think the other thing is like, it gives you an opportunity to be a little more thoughtful about the way that, cause like you're going to play these things and then hopefully you'll have thoughts and something interesting to say about them. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't have anything else as far as like substantial content. Mm. I mean, this is like, it's still very late. Um, <laughs> still but, managed to do that. <laughs> yeah. That's cause we, we went, if you, if, if you want heavier, more beefy content, you need to subscribe to our Patreon because mm-hmm. we did, we did a fairly hefty bro hang. Yes, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. It was, it was probably about twice as long as our. No- well, I, I say that. I guess our normals aren't forty five minutes. I guess they're close to an hour. Anyways, uh, yeah, it, it, and it was, it was good content too. It wasn't all just flailing around and, and being dumb. Some
0: sometimes bro hangs are real dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's okay. Yes, like this was not a real, dumb, real dumb. dumb. I'm, I'm real yeah.
1: dumb. Okay, so no, I'm, I'm super dumb.
0: <laughs> I'm super real dumb. Um, you know, and I'm not even saying like all of it was awesome. I'm saying, but no, like, yeah. I I feel like we had a couple moments Some good where stuff we really for sure it was like we we tapped into something transcendent. Mm. Um, mm. Yeah. I like it.
1: but uh but uh, but the main episode you know (laughs) talking about backlog drafts but we do think yeah they're fun they can be um entertaining they can help you as well especially if you haven't nailed down a number of games you know not everyone this is one of the first years i mean i've i've made game lists in the past but this year in particular i think i was more intentional about going through all of my backlog and taking a look at the games that i was most that i most wanted to play and culling it into this list that I have, the 25 games. And so pulling mm-hmm. from that for this backlog draft, it's it just helps be a little bit more intentional. But then also you kind of gamify it a little bit because now, hey, you've got some friends who are a little bit invested in what you're playing as well. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's it's just fun. It's a helpful little tool at times. Um, but yeah, it's just it's fun. It also encourages that that little bit of um I was going to say social interaction, but that sounds dumb. I mean, that's what I mean, but
0: it's not. <laughs> I, I, well, it's 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 what I would call like easy or casual, um, very approachable fellowship. Yeah, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because you you don't have so, to go deep. It's just a simple little hey, let's do this thing, yeah. and let's talk about it too. You know, there's the follow up part of it too. Yeah. So, um, I'm yeah. I'm stoked. I'm stoked. It'll be a good time.
0: Yeah, it it'll be fun. I'm. Definitely interested. Like I mean, like I was interested in all the stuff I submitted, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm looking forward to actually sort of really you know taking a crack at, at this stuff.
1: Yeah, so. yeah.
0: But yeah, uh, I think it's it's you know that being said, we have. None I mean, things. we did it. Yeah, we did the thing. We we talked about backlog drafting. Mm-hmm. We uh, and it, like I said, just as as a bit of a recap, folks, put together a list of ten games. Get Mm -hmm. a few friends together, you know, and everybody picks three games for everybody else to play. And then whatever gets the most votes from your list, those are the three games you play. Yeah, And then you guys all agree on a time and you come back and you sit down and you talk about them, you know, and that's it. (laughs) That's all there is to it. So um, it's easy and good to do. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But that being said, it's, you know, let's, let's land the plane, Josh. Land and plane. so we have, we have other forms mm-hmm. to observe and, and things to, to do. So. It's true. Uh, That's true. Before. As we. Yep.
1: No, you go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I was just going to say, before we sign off for the evening, we do want to just check up on uh, our challenges. We tend to challenge each other uh, to mm. a couple things and hold, try and hold each other accountable to those things. And I will go first by saying that I fell flat on my face and did not uh, do any of my challenge. So um, I am going to continue it on to this next two weeks. Hold my feet to the fire. Next episode, I want to make sure that I have all the Romans Road memorized by next, mm. next, week, uh, next episode. It, it, it should be easy so long as I put the time in. It's just actually sitting down and doing it and reminding myself to do it. You know, it's a simple little practice. Um, but I didn't make the time and things got weird and crazy with the freeze and stuff. But, you know, those are excuses. I made a challenge and I totally failed.
0: Excuses are like belly buttons. Uh, yeah. Everyone has one and they're all kind of gross. Mm, and full of lint. <laughs> I was like, "There's another uh, aphorism, <laughs> <that> <laughs> right?" I yes, I modified I it. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, a different uh, orifice. But anyways, so what uh, challenge do you have?
0: Um, actually, one I want to say kudos in just sort of like taking the challenge, um, segment and just doing it all. Like, because normally what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to sort of like work it into the it's been, mm-hmm. um but I, I actually kind of like this. I, I like this a little bit better, like just doing like an update and then sort of like moving on. Uh, I too also sucked at my challenge. <laughs> um, I will not make excuses. I journaled one time in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now granted we did have the covfefe, right? but it's mostly, right. I just that suck kinda... and did not make it a priority. Um, so yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to just I, I I like I said, I think I really just I want to get back into the practice of journaling. I used to do it like every day, every other day with consistency, mm-hmm. and it's just I really for me it is the the process of slowing down, putting my thoughts on paper, forcing myself to really like think on and and, and through things you know, gives me a little bit more permanence. And again, I just want to do like the, that modified Bujo kind of stuff where it's like in the morning, I li- like I list out my tasks, I sort of jot down any notes sort of first thing. And like even like I keep a, I have the bullet journal app as well. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and so I can like put any like notes or extra tasks, I can sort of add them. And then at the end of the day, I just want to take like 5, 10, 15 minutes Sort of do like a daily recap, say, like, hey, here's like the the big thing that happened today, or here's like a big thought that I had, or maybe not even like, here's like the the five or six things that happened today that you know I don't like want to forget. Yeah. Or that I should remember, or whatever. So um, like and and I think that's all that really needs to to happen with that. Mm-hmm. Um or you know, maybe journal down a prayer that I need to like pray throughout the day or something like that. But like things like I want to do like that I I I feel like it's a good it's a good thing for me, especially if I am going to be sort of like trying to take some some of the other stuff seriously that I'm I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. I think getting into the practice of writing and thinking on paper. Yeah. Uh would be a helpful discipline. Yeah. Um so I'm just like I'm going to double down and say like well, just take another crack at it and like, let's get back at, at it. Um, so that's, awesome. that's my challenge. But uh, it, as far as challenges go, like, yes, we both suck. But you know what? There are people in our community who don't suck. That's right. Um, so how about you? Do you have any shout outs? Like any, Anything that you're like, no, this was super cool? Um, Things that were super cool. Uh, or maybe just noteworthy. Yes. I did not come prepared. <laughs> you failed me for yet again. So, so many I, I say I say for the last time but it's never the last time. <laughs> I will it'll, continue it'll probably never to be to fail you. I you promise. just continually fail me. Um <laughs> Well, you know what? I'll give you a minute to think about it. Okay. And uh, cuz I have one and it's it's a little more somber. Okay. And we we touched on it. Um I'm going to shout out uh And it's not necessarily our community, Mm -hmm. but uh, TRG, you know, and I was an admin there for years, but TRG, the Facebook group, uh, we, we closed like the decision was made by the admin team to close the doors Mm -hmm. Um, and just, we, we had archived it um, over some just contentious behavior that we had seen. And we just thought like, it might just be best for everybody to like take a little bit of a break. And then uh, a day or two later, the, the admins got together and we sort of were talking about it. And uh, basically, we just said, like, what, what if we just didn't open it back up? And mm-hmm. this is what I will say. One, I want to shout out that community um, mm-hmm. because for the most part, I know there were problems with it. Like, I'm not. But for the most part, it was a pretty cool place on the internet. Yeah. It didn't suck like the majority of the time, which most things on social media suck the majority of the time. (laughs) Um, And that's only a mild exaggeration. Um, But I thought TRG was kind of a really cool place and it was a really special thing. And not just because I was one of the people who was sort of trying to steer it that way. There were problems. I'm not going to pretend that there weren't. Um, But, uh, and Logan you, you mentioned that Logan put out the, the twit longer mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what I will say is that, um, I mean, I think I was an admin. I don't know. Five, six years. Wow. Something like that. Um, it, it feels like I, I don't, it could have been longer than that. I, I wasn't like one of the first admins. I came on a little later. um, and while it was an absolute pleasure, I think everybody was just tired at the end. Um, yeah. They were tired of just the, the thankless work of trying to keep that place on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, th- th- there were a lot of decisions that we had to make that, I don't even necessarily think that the admin team was happy about per se. Mm -hmm. Because in an ideal world, you just sort of like let everybody do their own thing. Um, And you just, you only step in when you absolutely have to. Mm -hmm. But because the way Facebook works and it just, there were a lot of times where we had to say like, hey, this topic is off limits because we've, we've gotten flagged on it. So in order to avoid any further controversy and, and potential like potentially just having, because like, here's the thing. A lot of people don't remember popcorn theology had a Facebook group and it got booted. Like it was removed from Facebook. Yeah. Um, That's right. And a lot of people don't remember that. I do. And there were a lot of things that we did not allow to happen in TRG because we wanted to avoid that. We wanted to make sure that there was a place where we could have some semblance of those conversations. And in a lot of ways that was pretty thankless work because a lot of people just felt like they should be able to say and do whatever they wanted with zero consequence. Um, and that sucked like it's it sucked being on the other side of that it sucked Mm -hmm. having to make those decisions it sucked having to defend those decisions from what should be like reasonable adults Mm -hmm. um and again i don't necessarily agree with every decision that we made as an admin team but i will stand behind it like you know um i think we did the best that we could with with time we had and i just wanted to say like there was a special place on the internet for a while yeah And I, I'm glad like we met, like you and I met through there, uh, the book club came out of that. Um, and we, we have made friends, you know, from that group Mm -hmm. that, I mean, like all of the patrons, um, or not all the patrons, but like most of the patrons probably came from TRG at one point in time, like, and, and dudes that we really dearly love and cherish our friendships with, um like Micah and Wes and Paul and Logan, like Jesse, Jesse can like, Mm -hmm. we love those people. Um, those are our friends and that's where we, we've met a lot of them. And so I just wanted to say like, you know what? Um, I'm sad to see, I was sad to sort of like see it go, but like at the end of the day, like it was just like, it was okay. It was like, you know, had a good run. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, you know, like I said, there were problems, but I overall I thought it was a place that is a pretty cool place. Yeah. Um, on the on Facebook. So Yeah. Just wanted to shout it out and say, you know what? Um good night, sweet prince. <laughs> farewell. Yeah, that farewell, sweet prince. Mm-hmm. Sleep well.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that was a good shout out. Um, I'm also th- not quite, not somber, okay? I'm not going to do somber, but a little bit more serious just as I was looking through the Discord. One of the things I really appreciate that even in the past two weeks especially um, is that we have that Onwards and Upwards channel where people are able to share their prayer requests basically and things that are going on, like tough stuff that's going on in their life. And I am, uh, I am, it's very it's very cool. I'm I'm struck by the um the vulnerability that people share. Um whether it is something really heavy that they're going through or whether it's something that you know might seem like not a big deal to some people but they're still willing to share and be like, "Hey, this is an issue for me. Can you guys pray for me with this?" Um and I've yeah. seen both of those things over the past 2 weeks. And so Thank you to everyone who's contributing to that for your vulnerability. Um, thank you for allowing me to invite me in to to pray for you as well. Um, because yeah. I do, you know, the, this, is a, this is a little bit of a side tangent, but I have adopted the practice that when someone asks me to pray for them, I try as hard as I can to just pray for them right then in case I forget yeah. later.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> that's, um, dude. Mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that's that's kind of where I am. Like when I see that stuff, I just try to rip off a quick prayer, mm-hmm. like just write right in that moment as soon as I see it. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. Like if I if I remember later and pray pray again, that's good. But I can't rely on myself to do that. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so that's been my practice, and and so that has um, it's 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 encouraging, you know, to see that. So appreciate you guys and your contributions to discord yeah. there with that channel so yeah.
0: yeah that is a that is very cool i have been posting in onwards and up, upwards mm-hmm. keeping everybody apprised of the Kofefi saga mm-hmm. um yeah no i tend to be like a little more like i'm just kind of like making fun of the whole thing um yeah because i just <laughs> i just i kind of laugh i scoff at all of it um not really i i was actually when when the boy got covid we were a little i was a little nervous yeah but he's he's a rough and tumble sort of little dude that's he awesome like a, he was like i mean he was a little like whatever but mm-hmm. he's a little he's got a little bit of a cough but for the most part and, and yeah anyways yeah yeah but yeah uh yeah that that is also a good call well we have been um this an al- alarmingly so um we have been very somber and serious (laughs) and uh it feels a little weird to sort of like really close it out on this note but uh Mm -hmm. also a little appropriate um so yeah yeah i guess josh um it's time to sort of engage in the 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 final forms here my friend where it's uh we have done the things Mm -hmm. um but uh if anybody wants to get a hold of us
1: that's right yeah, if you want How to really do, do that. If you want to join in on any of our drafts, you know, even for future reference or, or you know, I'm sure we can we can rope you in on something if we get some people uh, coming along. So let us know if you want to join in on any of this stuff. Um, there's tons of ways that you can do that. Our email address is the backlog breakdown at gmail dot com. On Twitter, our handle is at BB Downcast. Uh, we have an Instagram at Instagram.com slash the backlog breakdown. Facebook group is the hashtag backlog book club. Discord link is in the uh episode notes. And then generally, you know, if you want to get personal with either Nate or I on the internet, I generally go by broccolope and Nate goes by.
0: Nate underscore McKeever. There you go. Keeping it on brand. Yeah, yeah I I am super simple. <laughs> um, I um I'm a simple man. I'm on brand. Um, <laughs> but yeah I so all that being said Josh we have finally done all the things that we came here to do tonight mm-hmm. we have observed all the forms we talked about backlog drafting we challenges shout outs and I think uh, all that's left is uh I guess you know we did the things and until next time what should they do
1: guys keep eating down your backlogs and we'll keep breaking down the benefits that sounds
0: A long-winded son of a gun. Um, but uh, we're going to be talking about Snapchat. Um, and like I said... Uh, no, you're going to
1: be talking about Marvel Snap, not Snapchat. No.
0: <laughs> Jeepers. Yeah, man. Edit that out in post, Josh. <laughs> Trying to make me... not okay. tra- you, can, like, yeah. you can start that one over. Keep
1: backdrafting your backlog. No. Draft no. oh. <laughs> And not will break it.
0: the draft. We'll break the wind. Uh, you're breaking my heart with the draft. You're tearing me apart, Joshua.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, hi, Mark. I did not. Well, hi, Mark. We <laughs> didn't heat her. Oh. I did not.